how do we choose elders in our church? Um, very similar to how we choose deacons. First, I'll say is we, we don't choose them. Uh, ultimately, the we, be, we view that the Lord raises them up. And so uh, in the congregation, uh, we'll watch uh, men in particular, and we'll watch and see how the Lord begins to use them. He kind of puts his hand on their lives and begins to use them to uh, shepherd people. They tend to have a, a heart, we notice, of just a, a willingness to shepherd, and they, they'll kind of go above and beyond, checking in on people. They're asking questions. Now, again, all Christians should be doing these things, but um, <clears throat> these people seem to excel in this. These, these men seem to excel in this. And so uh, we'll, we'll kind of watch and notice uh, that this person kind of has this uh, maybe God's hand on their life. And, and also when they, when they tend to, to give comments or maybe even have opportunities to teach, uh, the Word of God, people respond to that. Um, and so uh, what we then do is we, we kind of wait to see if we have some nominations. So we have a form that we kind of keep, keep uh, constantly keep out there for our members, uh, a nominations form for deacons and elders both. And just throughout the year, anytime, whenever they kind of notice somebody that they see that uh, lines up with Scripture, 1 Timothy 3, Titus 1, 1 Peter 5, um, they uh, write down that nomination. When we see that person get around five nominations from others, now, of course, we're already watching, but when the congregation begins to, to see this person and gets about five nominations, then what we do is uh, we begin that process at that point because now we're seeing that the congregation is noticing this as well. And so then uh, what we do is we begin that process. We uh, pray about it, of course, and then we invite that person to come and talk with the elders and uh, say, you know, we've had some people nominate you for this, this role in the church, and we at this point affirm this as well. Uh, what do you think? And kind of get some feedback from them, ask them to pray about it and see. Sometimes we'll get a, oh, no, no, I'm not interested in that at all. Sometimes we'll get a, yeah, I've been actually kind of wanting to pursue that or interested in that. And um, then we begin a, a process there of, of just taking time. We don't really have a set time frame on that because uh, depending on where the person is, uh, we, we want to make sure that we cover everything. So we begin to study um, through uh, elders, if it's somebody who's looking at being an elder, or uh, deacons, and we have some resources uh, that we'll use for that. Uh, many come from uh, Nine Marks Ministries, which are very helpful, or um, Alexander Strahd has some books on eldership as well that we find very helpful. And so just begin to work through usually a small book uh, by Nine Marks, uh, which I'll put the link here, uh, on just elders, just to kind of get the conversation going and, and for the person to kind of see if they uh, view themselves that way or think that God has their hand on them, uh, his hand on them. And so we'll go through 1 Timothy 3, Titus 1, go through those character qualities uh, with the person. And if they're married, of course, with their wives and ask them, do you see these things in your life? Where do you see weaknesses? Where do you, uh, where do you think that um, you still need to grow maybe? Uh, and then we'll discuss those as well, of course, uh, among the elders. Uh, and then we'll try to start to put that person kind of out in front of the congregation a little bit more if we see it heading a positive direction. Um, so when our corporate scripture readings, our corporate prayer times, um, maybe teaching different classes and, and get that person kind of in front of the congregation and see how they respond. Sometimes people, you know, definitely would affirm somebody as, as an elder. They just don't think about that person or uh, kind of slips their mind or that person's kind of not out in front. And that's usually many times a good sign if the person's not out in front uh, because that means they're a servant uh, serving behind the scenes in many cases. And so um, give them uh, opportunities and then just kind of see how it, how it goes from there. Uh, once we've gotten to the point to where we, uh, for us, we have five elders currently, but uh, for us, for anyone to be an elder, that we, we would have to be unanimous on that decision. Now, there's some decisions we make as elders that, uh, you know, we just need a majority uh, on something. Sometimes we may have a majority, but we still uh, deem it wise to, to wait on a decision. 
Uh, but something on the magnitude of, of bringing on another elder, uh, we want to be unanimous on that. And so uh, if somebody has some concerns, we'll, you know, have one of the elders, maybe we'll meet with that person or that person and their wife and, and express some of those concerns or ask clarification questions, um, spend some more time, try to have that individual uh, maybe come and sit in on an elders meeting to observe, um, go out to dinner with different elders, go out to lunch, and just kind of get to know them even better and deeper when it comes to uh, their hearts with shepherding and such. And so if it's continuing to head a, a good direction, we feel confident about it and the congregation, you know, seems to respond well. And now we'll do some kind of checking here and there. You know, I'll go around and, you know, individually ask some members, hey, what do you think about this person? Or have you ever, have you ever seen this person in that light of being an elder? Just to get a kind of, kind of feel the temperature of the congregation. Um, but once we're unanimous on it and feel that the person meets qualifications and they aspire, key word there, um, do they aspire to the office of elder? Not, oh, I want to be in charge and I want people to listen to me, but they aspire. It's a good thing. So if they, they may be qualified, but not aspire to it. Or in life right now, they're not able to do it. And so we um, have requirements on, you know, they need to be a part of elders meetings and be able to uh, give some time. We don't have a limit exactly on how many hours a week because life changes so much, but it is going to be over and beyond what they've already been doing, probably. So uh, they'll need to be able to commit to that. And so sometimes life stage doesn't allow that. So once we kind of know all those things, life stage, and do they aspire, and are we unanimous, and does the congregation see this person, we put them out in front. Uh, if that is uh, still going well, uh, then what we do is we uh, let the congregation know that we're looking for this per looking at this person for eldership or deacon, same applies here. But, um, and then we give them a month uh, to please uh, let us know, come and talk with me or the other elders if you have concerns about this person. Uh, if you want clarification questions or want to meet with that individual, they're open to meet and talk with you uh, about that. Because ultimately, the congregation uh, are the ones that will need to submit to this person as their leader. And so we, we were congregationally ruled the way we would understand that. And so elder led. And so, uh, yes, there's times that we're making decisions and it feels a little bit more like a, a ruling mentality. But on specific areas that we see in the New Testament, uh, we believe that the um, congregation needs to uh, rule. And so that's going to be with and nominating or uh, affirming um, deacons and elders, areas of church discipline and church membership, um, definitely are areas that are that we say we see are clear in the New Testament uh, that the congregation is to have the final say. And so, as we as we kind of ask the congregation, okay, take a month and, and investigate, let us know, give us feedback. Uh, at the end of that month, if we haven't had anything that was um, you know very concerning, alarming, red flags type thing. Uh, and we've been able to answer questions and, and feel good about it, then uh, we would then at a members meeting put that individual forward for um, voting. Um, we'll do that. Uh, there can be times for questions, but really they should have had those questions and things answered that month before. So then it's really on a ballot, and uh, if, the, if it's a yes, then we want them to write yes. If it's a no, we'd like them to write why it's a no. Is it a character quality listed in 1 Timothy 3 or Titus 1 or something in 1 Peter 5? Uh, is it that they're not able to teach? Do you feel like they're not able to teach? Now, again, we believe that the elders of the church are the best people to make that decision of whether or not they know, quote-unquote, enough of the Bible, can rightly divide the Word of God and teach and defend against false doctrine, who else would know that better than the elders of the church? So if we feel confident with that, you know, we'd be surprised if somebody said, I don't think they know enough of the Bible, but we would want to listen to that and and, and make sure that we uh, didn't miss something there. So we want them to write yes. Uh, if no, then please write why. Um, and uh, we really want them to be honest, because again, if, if it's no because of some personal issue, well, then that should have been worked out. Um, there should have been plenty of time 
throughout this process. So uh, for us, we we want, um, again, great unity. So most churches will have like a 75% um, vote as far as a yes goes, affirmation of something before moving forward. With something of this magnitude with elders and membership and such, um, we're looking for 90%. We know you're never going to have uh, everybody agree on, on something, but um, we want to have as, as much unity as we can. And so when three-fourths of your congregation is yes and a fourth, a whole fourth is, is saying no to something, and we just we have some concerns about that. So we like that 90%, at least 90% mark, and um, use that as the way. So if it's 90% yes, then um, we would let that person know that the congregation sees them in the light, we uh, see them that way, and then we would have an actual service to where we um, have, a, during a worship service, we would have a time of, uh, laying on of hands uh, of the the elders and, and deacons on the 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 husband and or the man and if he's married him and his wife, uh, but really appointing him into that ministry. Um, we don't have kind of this idea of kind of ordaining. That's uh, we don't see that as much in scripture, but uh, certainly laying on hands and appointing. And so some would say those are the same thing. Maybe there's some slight differences, but so we would appoint him into service as an elder in this church. He's not an elder or slash pastor slash bishop, we view all those uh, words describing the same office, but he's not an elder or pastor at another church. He'd be an elder in our church in particular, so appointed into uh, that. And uh, the congregation during that time, during the service, um, the, I generally ask about, you know, a couple questions of the elder himself, you know, uh, do you love this flock? Do you love the Lord Jesus Christ? Will you re reaffirm your faith? Uh, will you do your best to, by God's grace, uh, serve this flock? Questions like that. Have a list of those. And then um, the congregation, we ask a couple questions of them. Will they um, humbly submit to this this man's leadership in their lives and, you know, things of that nature? And then they respond back. So it's this kind of almost like a covenant kind of being made there. Uh, but and, um, and then we lay hands on them, pray, and that's when they would actually begin their service as an elder. So uh, that's the process that we have right now. I'm not saying it's the best one, but it's what we ha have been doing right now and have borrowed some of those aspects from others and see what seems to work best for our congregation. Uh, that may change, uh, but as of right now, that's the way we uh, appoint elders into uh, our church.